we were in a small room um, and there would have been about 30 or 40 of us and we were so excited. The Friday night when we broke beyond that room, we had too many people. So uh, we got to use the auditorium now. And I remember that Friday night and how cool it was um, just taking out, you know, a few rows in our auditorium and worship and having a bit of space, having an altar, right, where you can come up and worship. But there was a hunger there. And very quickly, things began to shift, okay? Things began to shift, not... Uh, not, I think, by our own, not orchestrated, not pre-planned, not going, hey, here's the latest youth church or church uh, growth strategy plan that we can take. God began to move because there were just a few people with simple, hungry hearts. I mean, when you look back, you can go, hey, there were some great things that the, I think that works in every season. but. I just want to say it was a moment where this wasn't planned. This was God just taking over. Um, and we quickly grew to about, I think it was about 200 in a very short amount of time, which is crazy, okay? Um, and we had people falling over and the Holy Spirit uh, just, just coming in power. I remember, and this will sound crazy for a few, but I remember um, a few people uh, slithering like snakes and um, roaring like lions. And we were like, this must be deliverance um, because you only saw those things when um, Bill Sabrisky was in town. Do we remember Bill Sabrisky? And, and we were kids, man. We were kids and young adults going, okay, beginning to pray in faith and seeing people set free. I remember um, we had a youth camp at a place called Holy Ground where escape is going to be. And we had a room where people were getting set free and people were just encountering God. And we're having this conversation and, and we're reminiscing. And, um, and, and what I loved was my, my, the senior pastor who was my, you know, my, my youth pastor said, Jess, you probably don't remember the other side of it. I was like, what was that? As we're kind of talking and we're sharing the stories. He's like the amount of phone calls he got from parents going, what is going on? <laughs> he said the fact that we had to up security in the car park because with revival comes a bit of mess, right? With revival comes some very real people who think that the car park is now a smorgasbord of things that you can smash windows for. Uh, we needed to up security because there was all sorts of stuff happening around the corner. Um, and that's just part and parcel of God moving as people come. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I totally missed all that. I'm just in the service, like part of the worship, part of what's going on, just going, this is mind-blowing. We're not just reading about God, we're seeing God move. Now, those are experiences aren't just confined to that part of my life. There's been many experiences and we, we've had some incredible moves here. And, and, and I wanted to bring up that youth thing because I'm excited about what's beginning to happen in our youth. People that are coming, um, sure, some bits of the property that needs to get fixed. <laughs> I may have heard a comment about something, the car park and a bit of craziness uh, from Friday night, but we had 15 kids come up on the altar. 
And I want to declare and I want to stir up faith with us this morning. Like in that conversation we were having, that we can have those trips down memory lane and we've got a decision, right? We can stay in nostalgia mode where we go, how good were the old days? Or how good was that moment? We can get negative and we can get a bit discontent or discouraged or be like, you know, at my zone at the moment. Like any young family will know, like you can put worship on in the kitchen like you used to, but there's just something about young kids and chaos that make it really hard to worship sometimes. <laughs> and you can go, oh man, how how easy was it, you know, back in the day when they were babies and they just slept <laughs> and you could have that moment or whatever, like things got to change. You can get discouraged or discontent or even depressed, but I want to encourage you, actually, our response should be faith because if God has done it before, he can do it again. And if God can do it again, he can do it now. That even whilst Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell. And I want to declare right now, especially over every person in our youth, I'm going to say under the age of 30, <laughs> not that it's not everyone else because we are a generational church, but I really believe this, that I feel we are so close to reaching out and grabbing something that we need to stir faith. We are so close. I feel like some days, like, man, I look out, Dylan, healed of cancer. We got to ring that thing out and keep being inspired by that. You know, Dylan, we will get to talking about under 30s in a second. But Dylan, mate, I've shared, you know, I've shared that story a couple of times. I've heard that story shared then again overseas. I also had a guy call me from Whangarei the other day going, can you remind me of those details about that guy, Dylan? Because I was just in a work meeting and one of the guys um, announced to us that he has just been diagnosed with cancer and he is feeling utterly depressed. And in that moment, God just reminded me. And he said, I walked out of the meeting. I wanted to check what the details were because I want to go back, share that, to stir faith and go, can I pray? And that's the importance of a testimony. It's not just, mate, I mean, you, you've got to grin because um, God did something incredible in your life. Okay, if anyone missed this story, pancreatic cancer, we all pray. The next scan shrunk by half, then we all pray. The next scan can hardly find it. We all pray. Didn't they say to you something along the lines of, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're like praying. So keep praying. This is not normal. Next scan, clear. What I love is God moves in our lives. We experience miracles. I know many of you need a miracle this morning, but it's always more than you. The story just keeps going and inspiring, and someone else gets to not just get a bit more knowledge, but experience. And this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. But anyway, I want to declare and I want to pray right now. In fact, if you are 30 and under, why don't you stand? 
We're going to take a moment. Church, why don't we even like reach our hands out to these guys? Because we've got a, we've got a, a desperate world out there. And one of the things I am very mindful of is um, with this generation, did you know that um, maybe the last person who went to church to their family was their grandparents? But what a prime opportunity to experience and encounter God, the living God. And, and what I'm believing for this morning that I want us to join in faith for is that each person here would not only experience God, but lead other people in experiences of God because I feel like we are like this close. Like we're already talking about we need a bus, okay? We're believing for a bus. We talked to a grants guy the other day about how can we get a bus? Yeah, come on. Lord, I just want to lift up every person who is standing here right now and the ones in kids' church serving right now and the ones who are up in the stream room right now, I think of you, Jay, anyone where they're serving right now. And God, our prayer and our declaration is, Lord, let them not only encounter you, Lord, encounter you in that like removal fear and and removal doubt and, and encounter and supernatural, but Lord, that you would use them to lead others into an encounter with you. God, we declare that we wouldn't just, uh, Lord, just hear about it an amazing night where it was 60 or 70, but we're believing for the 200s. God, we're believing for multitudes, bus fills of young people coming in and encountering Jesus and being set free and knowing that you are more than enough for them and that they are, God, all you desire and want. God, we pray for miracles. God, we pray for deliverances. We pray for healings. God, I pray that this would just begin to pop up, Lord. Countless stories that would inspire faith that goes beyond these four walls into other churches, into other spaces, into other communities, into other um, cities across the country, across the globe, Lord. Birthed here, God. Stories of your goodness that would multiply. God, we speak multiplication in Jesus' name. And everyone said, all right, we're going to get into it. (laughs) You know, this morning I felt inspired to touch on personal revival. Okay, personal revival. What do I mean by that? I think, you know, sometimes when we we reflect on what revival looks like, what it looks like for lives to to come alive in God, you know, often when we talk about revival, we talk about, you know, people just laying on the ground, just overcome by the Holy Spirit. We talk about more healings, not just one story of cancer. I want to hear multiple stories of cancer being defeated. Um, I want to see multiple stories of people being delivered. It's not just that, because we look at those external things, right? Revival actually starts with us. It's not just suddenly there's a miracle and it it can happen, the suddenlies. I've seen it before where people just come off the street 
Man, I had that actually a couple of weeks ago where a guy, I'd actually locked the door because I was heading in to do something. And then I saw a guy looking through and I went and unlocked the door and he came in and we had a great chat and I got to pray for him. Like that stuff happens where people just walk off the street. But more often than not, and the reality of revival is it starts with us. Personal revival. And I've been reflecting on this because I'm like, God, stir it up within me. And I've been praying for us as a church, God, stir it up within us that our expectation would go from here and to here for what you can do. If you've done it before, you can do it again. And if you can do it again, you can do it right now. You can do it right now. See, revival starts with us. What does that look like? That means going beyond just surface relationship with God, right? You know, if we've been following Jesus for some time, we know what that looks like to dive deep, to dive deeper, to go beyond the surface. And I think one of the challenges when we talk about revival, and we often talk about those external things that are happening, is there is a tendency to chase that, right? We're chasing just, you know, as as the forefront focus to want to see those things happening on the altar because we're like, that's the sign of revival. When actually how God works is he works from the inside out. So actually, just like a seed that goes into the ground that has everything within it to bring forth that tree and that fruit over time, God wants to work in us. He's developing everything we need so that in due course, we begin to see it operating on the outside. The external, the tree, the fruit, right? And so in a moment like this, I think what an opportunity to talk about the start of that, right? The beginning, the working in us, what does that look like? What does it look like to go deeper than just the surface? So I was inspired about this passage and it's in Isaiah 55, if you're taking notes, and I'm going to title this, Just Bring Yourself. Just Bring Yourself, because this um, passage is an invitation and it's an invitation to a bit of a get together with God and there's food. Who loves an invitation where you go somewhere where there's food? Come on. Is there anybody? Yeah, come on, Alex, you know. Is there anybody like me who, like, as soon as you get an invitation, you're wanting to know the details, like, where are we going? Like, are we, who's, how are we going to divvy up? Is it like, are they shouting? Um, is it like, pay your own way? Is it one of those awkward pay your own way where you turn up and they just take the whole bill and divide it and someone ate a whole lot or ordered like the, the big things off the menu? Or is it, you know, a barbecue and you've got to bring something? Well, this morning, the title is Just Bring Yourself. Man, I love those invites. <laughs> that wasn't actually a cheeky uh, cheeky thought. But, you know, if you want to invite Kim and I and the family and just bring yourself. That's cool. So anyway, we're going to read Isaiah 55. I believe there's some incredible keys in there for us. Um, and I do want to point out before we begin that this passage is Isaiah's a prophet, okay? 
So this passage is prophetic and therefore it's quite poetic because they like talking in poetry, okay? So there are a few things in here. I don't know what you guys were like when you're studying Shakespeare at school, but there's a few things in here, a few words um, that are filled with deep meaning that we don't really talk about in 2022, okay? So the great news is as we go through these couple of verses, I want to unpack that because there's something incredible in it, okay? Are we ready? Tell me if you're ready. Okay, here we go. From the beginning, Isaiah 55 verses 1 says this, Come, everyone who thirsts, can we say the word thirsts? Come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Sounds good. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. Let's say delight. It's a good word right there. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant. We're going to stop there. So as we read this, okay, and this is an invitation. This is God making an invitation. Um, There's a couple of questions. Who's invited? Did anyone pick up something in there? Come on. It begins with this, come, everyone who thirsts. You know, when I think about that word thirst, that's just like, that's a desire for more, right? Has anybody ever been really been really thirsty? I feel like that right now. You know, I think the thirstiest I have ever been in my entire life was the day I made a mistake and thinking that I could remove a concrete patio by myself. Um, my beautiful wife, Kim, rang Kenneth's hire, was that? I think it was, for one of those Kanga hammers and said, we just need to hire it for half a day. Um, and the guy had said to her, well, why don't you get your husband, when he comes to pick it up, to come and just tell me a little bit more about the project um, and we'll make sure it's the right tool. So anyway, I turn up. And the guy goes, oh, you're the one that your wife called? I said, yep. He said, cool, can you just talk me through the projects? I said, cool, we got this big concrete patio that I want to break. Get rid of the concrete because we're going to put a deck out there. He's like, awesome. Tell me a little bit more about this, you know, this concrete patio. So I did. And then there's this important question. Um, so how many people are helping you? I said, it's just me. You know, I got a hammer and then one part, I saw it was quite thin. Another part of the concrete, it's a bit thick. But uh, he's like, how many square meters is it again? He's like, cool. He said, just so you know, your wife has booked this in for half a day. I was like, yep, I reckon we'll be fine with that. He said, tell you what, take it. If you can bring it back, and by this time, one of his colleagues has joined in the conversation. He said, if you can bring it within the four hours, it's free. (laughs) (laughs) suddenly there's a moment that I'm in trouble. I'm like, okay. But as most of you know, I am incredibly competitive. (laughs) 
And the challenge was set. So I took it, went home, plugged it in, put on my glasses, the you know, safety glasses, earmuffs, and began. Oh my goodness. That was hard work. I was so impressed. I did it in six hours, but not four. There was a few little breaks. Um, I paid for it for the next week. But the thing I noticed that I've never experienced in my life before was not only was I baptized in my own sweat, but I think I drank about five or six full, my big drink bottle, full drink bottle, in the middle of that. I was thirsty like you would not believe. Now, unfortunately, they didn't give me my money back. They did congratulate me in a, in a full day, but um, that's all right. That's all right. But anyway, I don't know if you guys have experienced, uh, maybe it was on a hike. I don't know what you've been on, but a, a moment of thirst where you need something. You need something. And I think some of the challenges when we read passages like this is you go, okay, I know that word thirsty or hungry because we're Pentecostals, right? It's when you're really passionate for God and it's like we put Google Translate on and it's, um, it, we set it to Christianese, right? And it's like, we're, you know, someone who's really passionate for God, calm, everyone who thirsts. But no, we're talking about anyone who just desires more, who's desperate. Now, I love this. And he who has no money, <laughs> if you're... Zan, or you're spiritually broke, or you feel spent, you've got nothing left to give, come. And why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for which does not satisfy? Even if you've got something to give this morning, you've got the strength but you're chasing after something else to try and satisfy it because you've got a desire for more. You're invited too. Come. Again, you're chasing those external things. You know, in a, in a period like now, man, the amount of conversations about, and I, I feel this temptation sometimes where it's like the reinvent yourself, get a new look because you want to <laughs> feel like something's shifting or changing because you want to move forward or maybe it's the new job or uh, move to a new city or whatever that looks like. And those things... Um, in themselves are not wrong, but if it, the red flag comes, if that's what we're chasing because we're trying to satisfy a need where we know there's more and God is saying, come. All right, so have we got it? It's, it's all of us. Have we got it that we actually don't need to bring money? You just bring yourself and God's got everything else. What an invite. One of my favorites. So we've covered off who's invited. Here's the next question. What's on offer? What is God offering? What is this invitation about? And this is where the interesting words come in. Come to the waters. Well, on a surface level, if you're thirsty, nothing quenches like rainbow juice. <laughs> That's what we tell our kids when they were young. We want juice, mum and dad. It's like, yeah, we've got some cool rainbow juice. <laughs> Water, if you didn't get that one, comes from the sky. Sky juice. Um, 
nothing quenches like water. But when water is used, like Isaiah talks about water, he is talking about refreshing. And not just any old refreshing, refreshing by the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. So in Isaiah, I'm going to um, scan through. Let's see if I can find this. Let's see if I can find this. Yeah, Isaiah 32 verse 15. See, here's some examples. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from high and the wilderness becomes fruit a fruitful field and the fruitful field is deemed a forest. Man, I love that picture, that the Holy Spirit comes like water onto a wilderness and there's that transforming, right, from the inside out. Our dry wilderness becomes fruitful trees and that fruitful trees becomes a forest. I love this one. This was a a, a favourite for many years, but Isaiah 44 verse 3, for I will pour water on thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. When we're talking about water, we're talking about refreshing and the Holy Spirit. Remember Jesus? He says, anyone who believes in me, come. And he said, living waters will sprout within you, flow within you. And it says he's talking about the Holy Spirit. I think that's in John 7. Water, come if you're thirsty, come if you're spent, come if you've got nothing left to give or maybe you are full of energy and it needs to get rerouted. Come to God and be refreshed. Just bring yourself. Come and buy wine. Got a wine glass this morning. I joked that I was going to fill it with water and um, this is before the service and see if we have a miracle of water turning into wine. How cool would that be? (laughs) Um, So what does wine mean? Wine often used in prophetic, poetic language is joy. You see, in And I walk, and I don't know how you're feeling this morning. It can be a bit of a struggle sometimes, right? Bit of a stretch. We are not guaranteed that everything goes easy. But in that middle of the stretch, did you know that we can come and have joy? Joy. Unbelievable joy. You know, some of the most amazing moments of joy and celebration in my life have been on the altar, have been at camps and and conferences and even moments at home where I'm worshipping. Like I'll, I'll never forget many years ago when I was looking for a job and it was in the middle of the global financial crisis. So it wasn't like jobs were out on a plate, right? I just finished uni and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> going to pay off that student loan. Um, and, and I remember in those moments, those were cool moments where I would just play the piano and begin to worship. And suddenly all of that stress, suddenly all of that anxiety would go as I came to the waters, as I came to God. And what did I get in return? Joy. Joy, strength for the stretch. Not just wine, but it says milk. And don't worry, this will get back to the fridge before it goes off. It's cold because Jackie is a legend and brought it partway through. 
But milk, what is milk? We all know that um, as, as babies growing up, babies need milk, nourishment, helps them grow. If you're thirsty, if you're spent, if you've got nothing to give or you've got so much energy and strength, but you're putting it into the, the, the wrong areas, but you know there is more and you're thirsty for more, God wants to sustain you and nourish you. What do I have to bring, God? What do I have to bring? Do I need to be perfect? Do I need to have been on my knees for 10 hours a day before the Sunday and there was an opportunity to come? No, just bring yourself and God's got everything else. Come. It says, other words, that this is good. We know we need good food, eh? It says, and delight yourselves in that rich food. You know, when we hear things about rich food, what it's talking about is abundance. Because one of the lies of the enemy is this, that question. You know, John said a good question this morning, but did you know that the, um, the enemy likes to use questions too? Did God really say? <laughs> is often what comes. There's a lie, which is this. Is there really enough? Is it really going to satisfy? And God says, come and delight yourself in the abundance. He lays it all out and it's for us to take. You know, there's a, there's a passage in Ezekiel 47. And you've got Ezekiel having a vision about a river. And it says that it starts as a trickle and then he's invited to measure out and the river becomes ankle deep and he's invited to measure out, then becomes knee deep. He's invited to measure out. The river becomes waist deep. He's invited to measure out. The river is now over his head and it says it flows into, and again, this poetic language, into the Dead Sea and with it, it makes it fresh and life comes. And I think in God, there's an invitation where, man, you can dip your toes in. You can dip your ankles in. You can even get waist deep. But the invitation is there to dive on in this morning and God satisfies. Bring yourself, God's got everything else. So what do we need to do as the band comes? It's simple. We come. We take position because there's no point turning up to a, a bit of a get-together with some food and not actually take from the table, right? There, there is a bit of an action. You just got to actually put some things on your plate, <laughs> pour some things into a glass and eat and to listen, to take what's good and to delight. And it says that your soul may live, that your soul comes alive from the inside out through the Holy Spirit. You know, this morning maybe, and we're going to have a little bit of a ministry moment where we can respond, okay? Because uh, it's about responding to Him. I've just got to get it out of the way in a second. <laughs> 
It's about responding to God and it's about coming. But I want to encourage you in this. You know, all those voices, maybe am I worthy enough? We've already crossed that one out, hopefully. Uh, what do I need to bring? We've crossed that one out. I want to encourage you in this. I, I saw this for the first time. It says, come everyone who thirsts and come to the waters. You know, sometimes right at the beginning, maybe we don't actually see God, but we see what he can give us and we just want that. I want to let you know that's okay this morning. That if you're so thirsty or you're so in need of God that it's been a struggle and you just need to be refreshed or revived, that's okay. Come to him this morning. And then it goes on to say, and come to me. Because you know what happens? Once you've experienced the goodness of God, that I just need water turns into I just need him. Which reminds me that, man, you might have come to the table before, but we need to come to the table every day. The table is open for us every day, any moment. Even when you drive home today, the table's still open. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) Because when revival takes over, as God is working on the inside, you just want more. I heard it once said that the most passionate people are the ones who are closest to their moment of grace. Like when something like God's pulled them out of like the most craziest of circumstances on the street, maybe it's uh, addiction, whatever that looks like and set them free that, man, you can see it all over them, right? I wanna challenge us on this, that actually the most passionate people are those who are just closest to their last encounter. And that encounter is open to us 20 Four, seven. It's Denny's, but better, okay? Because I have eaten Denny's at 4 a.m. Good job this isn't sponsored by Denny's because it's it's not as good (laughs) as what God has on offer for us in this moment. And it's bigger than just you. As I said, man, I almost went over. Another opportunity for a miracle. Pray for my arm. No. See, I think we need to shift the thinking that mission, because we're all about mission, right? We want to see people come to know God. It's, it's not just about going and telling people about God. Revival truly takes place when we have had an experience and we lead someone else in that experience. Because people don't want to just know about God or know about this. They want to know it works. They want to know when you say God truly satisfies that you can go, and I know. You know, I even think back to that moment, Dylan, when you came up on that altar the first time we prayed and you looked depressed is an understatement. Being able to say, God has healed me. I had asthma, miraculously healed in a meeting, never used an inhaler again. We can stir faith with each other, eh? Now, to me, that seems so insignificant now to be like, and God heals pancreatic cancer. But our stories with God, even going, I know what it's like to be like, man, I don't have a job. (laughs) I need God you to pull through. 
We're in a global financial crisis. I'm doing everything I can. I remember walking into businesses and literally handing a CV into someone's hand and introducing myself and them sending me a note going, man, we were blown away by you, but we've got someone with like six more years experience than you who wants the job. Like even in the middle of that, being able to go, I can be at rest and trust God and have joy. Like, man, I, I could spend all morning telling you guys stories. Even in the past week, in the past fortnight, the invitation is open. Come. And what I want to do is I want to, um, actually, I want us to stand. We're going to do something a little bit different, okay? I have a video I want to play. Is that cool? This is a worship song that my wife shared with me recently. And I had an incredible moment with God and many since listening to it, okay? And I wanna encourage you in this. This is one of my tricks to staying stirred up, okay? If you find something that works, keep ringing it. (laughs) These guys have earned lots of money, SEU worship. No, actually, lots of money is an overstatement. Um, by me streaming this like all the time. And I'm streaming this all the time because every time I listen to it, I just hear the call of God and I go, God, I'm coming. Um, and I love it. I shared it with a, a mate of mine um, this week and he just messaged back going, I've, I've just been streaming it over and over. And I was so stoked to see that he recorded a video of himself playing this song. Like, it's, it's an anointed song. But what we're going to do is we're going to play it. And if you're watching online this morning, unfortunately, what that means is we have to end the stream right now. And that's because copyright. <laughs> but the great thing is Jay on our team is about to put a link into the chat that you can click and you can listen to this as well, okay? So you're not gonna miss out. But what I wanna do is I wanna pray for us. I want us to have a listen. And when this song ends, the team are gonna take over and just begin to sing, Hallelujah, our God reigns. And I know time will be up, but we're opening up the altar as an opportunity. And I want you to come, okay? And if you're not feeling stirred to come, I encourage you, have a moment. Okay, have a moment. We can miss out on coffee for just a little bit longer. Is that all right? I know I'm a coffee addict, I know. But God, I wanna thank You for Your goodness and that the invitation is open even at this moment. The doors are open, the table's set. You're inviting us to come. And Lord, I pray that as we have a moment right now that You would... Prove yourself faithful in the way that you come and you meet with us. Lord, for anyone right now who needs strength, let them get the strength that comes by the Holy Spirit. Lord, if anyone needs joy, God, I pray that they would experience that joy right now. If anyone needs sustaining or nourishing, God, let them experience that right now. God, even Lord, those of us who are all really feeling like we wanna break out of our skin, Lord, let there be more. Stir it up, God. God, if someone needs a healing, 
let them be healed. If someone needs deliverance, let them be delivered in Jesus' Name. Whether they are here or they're watching online. And you know, even in that moment right now, I am reminded that maybe you are here and you have never made a a decision just to come and go, here I am, God. And you're thinking, why on earth is it free? Why is it that God, when I look at my life, is willing, if He's meant to be holy and perfect, it's through Jesus. That's how the price was paid, through the cross. One sacrifice for all. He came from heaven and died on the cross and rose again to pay for every sin. The things we know, the things we don't know, wipe it clean. All it says is all we gotta do is just come and go, yes, surrender. Go, God, I choose you, I choose to come. And even in this moment right now, I wanna encourage you, if that's you, to say yes. What does yes look like for you? Maybe that's just putting your hand up this morning. Maybe if you're at home, that's putting your hand on your heart, whatever that looks like. Say yes this morning. Say yes this morning. In fact, right now, if you're feeling stirred, why don't you put your hand up? This is between you and God and say yes this morning. Because I would love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. And what we're going to do is I'm going to lead all of us in a prayer. We're going to watch this video and then come on the altar and we're going to pray with you. All together now. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to thank You for the invitation that I can be set free, that my slate can be wiped clean, Thank You for the cross. And today I say, yes, I choose You to follow You. Lead me in Jesus' Name. Amen. Now I know there are one or two hands and I'm believing for a few people online. And if you've made a decision, head to inspirechurch.nz.com slash yes. I know it's going to be in the comments. Let us know because we want to pray with you. But anyway, we're going to have this moment now. And then just come. If you need God, if you're thirsty, just come. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.